recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. You're listening to Under the Cowl. Episode 8. Sausage Drop. This is another great episode of Under the Cowl. Uh, Thank you all for joining us. Um, I'm David Gloyd, the co-owner of Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles and your host for this podcast. But, you know, this this episode, we this is like the sound bite uh, episode right here. Um, if I ever do any kind of advertisements where I need some sound bites, I'm going to harvest them from this episode. It's it's amazing the amount of, of things that we've got, you know, little clips that we could use. So uh, this would be a Wednesday episode where we're gathered around in the store and uh, eating some pizza and talking comics and movies and other podcasts and, you know, whatever conversation uh, comes up in the store. This time around, uh, we did a lot of discussion on uh, Anthony's, excuse me, Tony's, his experiences with uh, celebrities and, and people that he's met at some of the various conventions that he's been to. I do want to add a little disclaimer uh, for this episode. This this goes for all of our episodes. Later, later into the episode, towards the end... Um, we're we're joined by Rodney. He admittedly comes in a bit intoxicated, and um, as as Tony's showing him some of his uh, pictures and things from from a recent con, there's one thing that uh, Tony and I had noticed afterwards about the way that Rodney was was talking. Um, I don't think that it was intentional uh, to to do it this way and whatever. Um, just kind of the way that uh, that he. he went about it we noticed that uh as as rodney's talking about sur- some of the uh comic book creators artists writers he tend he had this tendency to comment on um you know the work that was done by by male creators and while you know we've heard him comment in in the past on some of the female creators in seeing the pictures his reactions tended to be like you know, more towards what they look like themselves in person than the work they, they did. And I don't believe that that uh, really speaks to uh, Rodney's passion for, for comic books and creators. Um, I, I think it's just kind of the way that things happened. Uh, so my disclaimer here is uh, that, you know, we, uh, myself, I know I, I speak for uh, for Tony on this, uh, I, I believe in even Rodney, but the store as a whole, it, it doesn't matter, male, female. You know, we, we have a lot of respect for writers, artists, colorists, letterers, everybody who puts out great comic books. So I just want to throw that out there. As you listen to the podcast, you can form your own opinions about how the conversation goes. Now, again, I, I don't think that there was any ill intent there. Or whatever. I just I think that's just the way that it uh, 
kind of kind of came about and was aided by <laughs> um the amount of uh alcohol consumption that uh, that Rodney had to come in, in in beforehand and hopefully he doesn't listen to this and you know is embarrassed by by what I'm saying here I certainly don't mean to pick on him in any way here either and maybe we'll get a chance to uh, to discuss that further um you know at a in a future episode but uh, I do want to make it perfectly clear that we have a huge amount of respect for anybody involved in putting out uh, comic books, regardless of gender, you know, religion, ethnicity, anything else. It, it doesn't matter. You know, you're you're doing great work. You're doing great work. And that's across the board. That's not even uh, it's not even comics. It's uh, TV, movies, art, um, just life, you know. That that stuff shouldn't matter, um, and uh, the uh, there, we did have the option to kind of cut that part of the of the podcast. We, we I could have cut that portion out, but I don't like. I, I guess I'm I'm really against censorship. I don't like having to censor things. I mean, if it there are certain cases where I I would do it, but I I really try not to and I I can't even think of a good example of what would be a condition under which I would censor something. Now of course that's a different story on a podcast like the Crimson Cowl Comic Club podcast. That's really meant uh for a wider audience, uh, all ages kind of thing. So so that, you know, there's a, a lot of things that you'll hear in under the cowl that you would not hear in uh the other podcast. So, uh, again, so I don't, don't want to come across the sound of preachy here or anything. So I'm just going to jump right into this. Um, as we're eating pizza, hopefully, you know, Anthony can, uh, hold on to his and, uh, discuss all the great things, uh, experiences that he's had at cons recently. Where's Jacob? Birthday party? Oh, it's probably spring break, so he's probably not out, out and about. Even though that would, you would think that would be he would be in, but I think because of school, like a school driving, so that's probably why. Had one of those things where like I thought I heard a sausage drop, but I don't think it did. So hopefully Ethan will find it. <laughs> if he does, I'm, yeah, I'm here on Saturday, so I want to save that. So <laughs> we'll just put it aside for you. Is Ethan here tomorrow? Yeah. Is tomorrow's day here? Oh, my days are running together now. I'll be sure to let him know that he's got extra stuff to clean up because Anthony was doing the sausage drop. <laughs> Makes it sound like a dance. Maybe it is. Or like a Facebook challenge. Hashtag sausage drop. All right, I challenge Kurt Shub, David Lloyd to the 2019 sausage drop. <laughs> At least now I won't have any difficulties figuring out a name for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All proceeds go to the charity for ass cheese. Those (laughs) those bad case of ass cheese. Raising awareness for ass cheese. Is there a color we should be wearing? Brown. Mustard. Mustard brown. Ryan Brown. I wish I would have thought of it ahead of time. It was in two weeks as the Freddie Prince uh, meet and greet. 
I should have commissioned Ryan Brown to draw like a Freddie Prince Silver Surfer thing and just like <laughs> try to do some sort of joke, like have him wear like a Letterman's jacket from She's All That or something and just do something along that line that I could then take it to Star Wars and have him sign it. But I thought of the idea on the way back from the con, which is probably the opposite time of when I should have come up with that idea. Yeah. We can put a Letterman's jacket on that surfer. Here we go. And take a picture of it. And then take the surfer to Chicago and have him sign it. I think it'd be easier to bring him here. (laughs) I could take an arm. Back. <laughs> He'd have it mounted on his wall. <laughs> or Freddie would. Uh, <laughs> no, that's for me. It's not for him. I don't that's know. Anthony would give it up, though. Would I give it up for Freddie? I think I would. <laughs> Wait, out of context. Yeah. <laughs> do you do sample clips for the podcast? Because that should totally be the sample clip right there. <laughs> I ain't ashamed of that, so. I'll just throw it in the description. <laughs> this episode, Anthony gives it can up we to Sky- Freddy. Can we Skype <laughs> Freddy right now and get him on this podcast? We can probably do it. Yeah. Now, right now, he's filming the, the Nancy Drew pilot, so he hasn't been on the podcast. Wait, you mentioned that, and I couldn't remember what was going on with that or who you said was in it. Wait, Nancy Drew's a TV show? I thought it was just a comic book. I know, right? They're turning the comic into a TV show. A movie, I guess, just came out. Yeah, that I don't know about. Theatrical or TV or Netflix? Yeah, it's playing at Mayfair. I was looking at the Mayfair movies and I was like... And I couldn't remember. We should make a Nancy Drew movie if everyone else is doing it. (laughs) Are you playing Nancy Drew? I'm playing Freddie Prince. (laughs) Not his character, you're actually playing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it should be the (laughs) Nancy Drew and the... Attack of the Atomic Alien Zombie. So, combine the properties. It's a crossover. There we go. Edward. Rotazzi Drew. <laughs> Rotancy. But yeah, he's... Look, there's got to be a dance number. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he's he's filming that, so he was off of his own podcast for the last two weeks now, so. Of course, now we're going to have to put, like, something up on YouTube so that people who listen to this can go look at it and see what Broad has is. <laughs> it's up to you. If it was me, I wouldn't want people to know what Broad has was. <laughs> that reminds me. Did you see the the gold I put in the club? Literally, do you look at it? Gold. Well, this is all over the internet. You've got to have heard about this now. Was it this weekend? Because I probably wouldn't have seen much social activity. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, because you follow Mark Hamill. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, as soon as I said that, you know what it is. I, I found, you know, not really a replacement for the Star Wars Holiday Special, but... Something to add to it. Oh, An appetizer, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I haven't watched it. So I posted it on the uh, the club page on Facebook. I haven't watched it. I've heard about it. Well, because he's in only, like, a very small amount. And, uh, yeah, they got him, like, wearing some gold 
uh, thing. So yeah, I just saw done as a meme with him uh, in that next to like uh, Snoke with a who wore it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's he's in it for that little bit with like a German voiceover. And then all the other Luke Skywalker in this thing is, because it's mostly like this big long dance thing. So it's somebody, some other dancers like <clears throat> Luke, and then they have their version of Han and Leia and Darth Vader with his disco lights on his chest and uh, everything else. But the best part of the whole thing is when they show the exterior shot of a ship flying because it is the Enterprise. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> it's quite the. Yeah. It, it's great. And this thing must have been done by multiple people and they just threw their parts together. Because every part that's got somebody in it, it's like different. Because there's two different parts with uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 in it. But they're, they look completely different in both parts. So it's not like it's the same people in the same costumes. Um, it's just really goofy. So now we have a... Although it could be intentional, because I think in the second part with C-3PO and R2-D2, uh, C-3PO is cleaning the ship, which obviously is the Enterprise, and using R2-D2 as a vacuum cleaner. So. That's what protocol droids do. So now we have something to open up the holiday special, is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, we live in an area where there's a large German population. So, so it makes sense that we would include that into our holiday special. Well, it still doesn't. Still, yeah. still doesn't make sense. <laughs> and we got to dress like that, right? Is that what the other I stipulation? Think we should. Yeah. The holiday thing is now going to become like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> that would be great. <clears throat> Throw plastic lightsabers at the screen. We're going to have live reenactments of you know, select portions of it. The walls. People are going to be doing songs live. There has been some singing in here lately. Um, I'm assuming that maybe Katie's character in the D and D group is a like a bard because uh, she she's broken into song a couple of times. Now. Bard with the bard, a bang to bang. Is that what it is? Yeah, she's playing Kid Rock in D and D. I'm trying to remember what song she did. It wasn't Kid Rock, though. You were here that the one time, though, right? There was twirling involved. We were, I know all three of us were here. I was facing away from it, so I didn't see the twirling. But yeah. It's uh, D&D, the musical. Yeah, I don't know why I was here. Normally, I'm gone by the time I'm playing D&D. 
Oh, it's because we just got back from the con. Oh, yeah. okay, it was that week. <clears throat> that makes sense. There's a box there. Right there. Is it a box of sausage? You know, he, he reminded me though. Has there ever been like a Star Trek con where they have spelled <laughs> it that way? Because it's a it's a shame if there hasn't been. <laughs> I'd be completely amazed if that has never happened. I do not know. Although you should probably make some sort of you know copyright. Thing now, so. Oh, yeah, that's copyrighted. There's. Now I got that just in case. Mm -hmm. Now I can have a Star Trek convention. Or a Star Trek con convention. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes in wearing fake chess pieces. Back to DD, though. Oh, David's been so into DD lately that he's determined to get Tammy and I into DD as well. So he's making us do a family D&D thing. He's uh, making you? Yeah, yeah. I was informed that I had to do this. It's actually Tammy that informed me of it. And, which is funny because she's the first person that tried to bail. You should tell him you'll play once he buys all those books. I'm, I'm pushing his buttons <laughs> a little bit. So, so I created a character. And I'm like, so can you, you can do like two classes and stuff like that, right? Okay. Um... So I created a D&D &D character that, uh, that's a gnome who's uh, a barbarian and also a bard. So he's co-gnome the barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, David was super thrilled. And I started turning everything into puns then. I said, well, aren't we playing Pungeons and Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> That's not punny. Yeah, I don't think there's been a con. Which is great, Tammy doesn't understand puns. She doesn't get how they work, and when we try to explain it, she, like, she gets upset and says it's stupid, and it doesn't make any sense. Are you saying she doesn't understand? Yeah, she doesn't understand. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I'm stealing that. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> that is the first time I've heard that myself. Yeah, I'm using that also. Next time it comes up. Yeah, Tammy lost interest because uh, David's encouraging her to be creative. And she's, you know, she'll admit she's not a very creative person. <coughs> so um, she was trying to get into it. She's like, okay, I'm just going to go with it. And David starts, you know, the story. He's like, okay, we created the characters. Let, let, let's start. We'll do, you know, a part of it just to kind of get it going and get a feel for it. And uh, we all decided that we wanted to, like, do, like, an introduction thing where we met each other's characters. And um, first he kind of screwed up in that he took forever to introduce her character. So she was completely bored by the time we got to that point. But then he starts explaining this 
objective. It's going to have something to do with vampires and stuff like that, and count so and so, whatever. So right away, Tammy's like, like her character's like, um, yes, I'll help you count whatever killed my. And she's like a monk, who's whatever the bird creature is in D and D. So she's like a bird monk. Whereas I suggested she should be some sort of like a gorilla creature or something if there is one, because then she could be a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> They're apes. <laughs> but uh so she's like, yeah, count whatever I can't think of his name. Uh uh killed everyone at my monastery. Anyway, David's like, No, you can't do that. And then Katie pipes in and she's like yeah, you can't do that. That's and they're basically laughing at her. So when she's really trying to do something, they're they're kind of laughing at her, and you can't do that and stuff like that. But she just completely uh, killed it because there wasn't an explanation. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, this vampire is my character, so I have the background for it already, or whatever. It was like, a, no, you can't do that. That's stupid. So, um, so yeah, it really kicked off the family D and D night. Really well. <coughs> Instead of doing that, she should have just started making puns. <laughs> I'm going to go grab some more pizza so I can do a sausage drop. <laughs> <coughs> Hashtag. Sausage. Oh, sausage drop. <laughs> we just had a live sausage drop. Probably not going to pick it up. <laughs> on, on, I'll pick it up off the plate. It's just not going to be picked up on audio, I think. So. <laughs> Sausage Drop also like sounds like a free mobile game for your smartphone. <laughs> Made by the creators of Flappy Bird. <laughs> Farmland and Candy Crush still a thing? Uh, Candy Crush, I still see people play. I haven't seen Farmville in Far- yeah, forever. Um, I play DC Legends. That's the only game I play on my phone. So. I should probably upgrade my phone one of these days. At this point, I don't think I can play a game on my phone. You can probably play Snake. I mean, the old Nokia's can play Snake. <laughs> Snake is awesome. <laughs> Don't play Snake while you're eating pizza because that could start to sound weird. I was playing Snake and I dropped my sausage. <laughs> what a massive sausage trap while playing Snake. <clears throat> Are we in a commercial break? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, we're. We're back in five, four, three, two. Then we're back. Welcome back to Crimson Call Radio. Now I'm going to have to remember to not edit out that long pause. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. What are they talking about? It's not like there was a pause there. Right? The Wayne's World, like... <laughs> You guys keep talking about pauses, but uh, I said it wrong. I was gonna say, you guys are talking about pause, but I didn't think dogs were allowed in here. 
I mean, we don't ever really get into it. As long as they're not drinking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like Beethoven comes in with the big barrel of who knows what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, we probably should consider a No Dogs Allowed World Log. I can just imagine with the tails wagging and just hitting all the comics on the racks. Messy. Although the sales for Grumble are definitely going to go up. So. <laughs> Underdog. <laughs> they happen to be right next to each other. <laughs> well, it is the dog section of uh, the comics. <laughs> Did a couple of reorders for the Compugnium. We have and the cat section also. You know, cat. Where, where they all turn into vicious cats. Oh, man-eaters. Yeah, man-eaters. I'm thinking cats in the title, and I'm just like, Catwoman? <laughs> that title? That's funny. I was thinking cats, and it, it, for some reason, the first uh, title that popped to mind was Lady Parts. I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Patch. <laughs> <coughs> Because, yeah, next to Grumble, normally, Animosity's there, too. <laughs> and then Salem's right down the way there with the new Sabrina book. Yeah, with the changing of the seasons, you know, it's going to be real dog days of summer over in that, that aisle. No, for pun. Well, that was a pun. I don't understand those. Oh, wait, I don't understand should do a tie-in sale with the, the Pusheen uh, strawberry candies that if you, if you buy Sabrina the Teenage Witch number one, you can get one of those for uh, $3.99. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you just have the option of buying one. $2.99? Yeah. 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 See, I no, thought was a little... Well, I think the deal goes up. Yeah. Because it's a combo. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like one of Katie's deals. <laughs> My daughter, Katie. <laughs> Your son, David's Katie. Yeah, yeah, David's Katie. <laughs> That's weird. Have you been around at all when she tried to like suggest sales and stuff? I've heard those. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. just goes the exact opposite way. I yeah. assume on purpose. <laughs> yeah, she, she always suggests things that cost people more money. Definitely not good deals. Like that one. Where <laughs> good for us, you know, they benefit us. Yeah. Where you get something extra but you gotta pay more for it. <laughs> I mean doesn't that sometimes happen at like McDonald's and stuff? And they have like the super cheap Cokes or whatever. If you order a value yeah, meal. Any size soda for a dollar, but yeah. They'll charge you more for an extra value meal. Yeah. If you get the large soda versus the medium. Or, yeah. yeah, and it's like if you order the large value meal, it comes down to like more than if you ordered each individual thing separately or something. Like when they have those huge deals or whatever going on. Well, I hope you're right, because if not, McDonald's is going to sue us now. I didn't say it was fact. I said, I think. 
<laughs> Going plateless for this last slice here, so sausage drop. Yeah, could be a could be some sausage drop going on over here. <clears throat> I didn't say McDonald's. I said Mac Doodles. <laughs> now I I told Ethan that uh, lately people have just been dropping stuff on the floor. Though. Eh, give Ethan something to do. <laughs> He doesn't even seem like he cares that much. Oh. I mean, I get paid to hang out in a comic shop. That's I guess he's nice. gonna run the vacuum cleaner over that spot, whether there's something on it or not. <laughs> An R2D2 vacuum cleaner? Yes. Bringing it back. While wearing a gold disco. You brought him a gold disco costume. He's gonna have some issues. Well, comic book store likes to have issues, yeah. Is it true that 1,000 issues of Detective Comics came out today? Almost. No, only one issue came out today. Oh, just one. <laughs> So it's the number one issue? <laughs> one issue came up today. It just happened to be numbered 1,000. Can't wait to <clears throat> use my go-to joke on Saturday when I say, can't believe it's been a 1,000 years that that book's been going on. So it's a pretty honest laugh, I think, each time. So Yeah. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> genuine when we laugh. He says, uh, every time. Uh, every time? Isn't it? It's only happened once, right? <laughs> Action's the only thing that's in yeah, a thousand. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, he'll, he'll go to that when there's any kind of like anniversary uh, issue of some sort. And not in a proper way, like Hellboy. You know, yeah. Being that it's been 25 years. Although that's only issue one. See, I would probably say 25 months on that one, so. The 25 month anniversary of Hellboy. Not that we would issue 25. Then he might give it the 25 year joke. I'm full Now on. I made him second guess the uh, joke. <laughs> Do they think it's funny? <laughs> Now I just have to go in and add more laughter in the post. There's a laugh track? We yeah. have a laugh track? Yeah, let's get a laugh track. We just played the laugh track in all the wrong spots. <laughs> <laughs> so Daredevil died this issue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did they do that Although like Stewie was a laugh track for uh, <laughs> something and they just had his goofy laugh for a sitcom and it was only his laugh? And... Well, now mentioning a comic book character dying, you know, it is, it is more likely to incite laughter rather than like, some sort of <clears throat> sadness or shock <clears throat> or whatever. 
And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> it is strange that there seems to be like no consequences anymore in comics. Like, when he's dead, I'll be back in a year. What's well, a long death now? Like three years? I mean, who's last three years? Logan? Does he count? There was like three different versions of him. <laughs> but one of them died. <laughs> While the other half doesn't just roam the universe. Well, it's kind of like a, like a death of Superman. You guys you know, have the reign of Wolverine. Like, right. <laughs> Would Professor X be one of the longer ones of a modern, you know, of a recent? How long was he gone before they bought him? Brought it back in. Astonishing X-Men. So Avengers versus X-Men. Even though nobody knows that he's back. I want to guess Avengers versus X-Men maybe is like 2011-ish. We could get the answers. We could. <laughs> my phone's not in my hand though. It's just sitting in front of me. So it's well. We'll we'll wait until you know we're, this podcast is popular enough to start bringing in money, and then we'll you know, fact check things. We'll get eaten up. <laughs> well, that's what they and have. Then he'll be forced to talk actually because he'll have to say. We'll just break down the board and like turn it around. Uh, Dax Shepard's podcast. He has that where him and his. Like assistant uh, Monica Padman, they do a podcast, so they sit down with a celebrity guest for like an hour plus, and then they have an additional like half hour to an hour in which Monica does the fact checks and goes through everything, because Dax will just kind of throw out some wild things, whether or not he remembers it, or just some crazy facts that he thought he heard once, and she'll go through it. I lost just... my thumb and nod. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually... <laughs> 2012 was Avengers vs. X-Men number one. So so from 2012 to... So what was that last... Beginning of last year, did that stuff start happening with Astonishing? Yeah. So... Yeah, that would have been towards... So six-ish. So. But, uh... But yeah, they'll do a fact check on their, on their uh, podcast and go through and even though the guests, most of them are pretty, conversations are pretty entertaining. It's like the fact check has really become like the best part. So if he wanted to check. The best part is when somebody comes in and says, uh, you're wrong. It's like the only comic character that stayed dead, Uncle Ben. Is he the only one? Yeah. <laughs> well, because that used to be kind of the joke. Like the only, the only people that stay dead in comics is Uncle Ben and Bucky. And then they brought Bucky back. So. Well, then Uncle Ben became the Winter Soldier. So right, <laughs> he's the Summer Soldier. <laughs> Geriatric Soldier. The uh, early. No, he's like Aunt May. He just gets younger. Benjamin Button? Ben! <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Benjamin Button. 
I like how that wasn't thought out, and you could definitely tell you shocked yourself. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, I didn't hear what I just said. <laughs> what I thought was funny was even funnier when I came up with it. I'm going to get out of here. Allison Bree, who is uh, from Community and Star of Glow, which Glow number one just came out this week, um, from the Netflix show. She posted an image of it and goes, uh, there's a Glow comic book, and it's out now at comic book dot 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 places, I guess, and maybe on the Kindle or something like that. I clearly have all the info and was fully prepared for this post. <laughs> she, she got a fact checker. Ethan could have been working for Allison Brie. I'll let him know. He will have no idea who that is. <laughs> but just tell him that... Who's going to clean up your sausage then? <laughs> he goes he goes and finds another job. Now that's an audio drop to like... To, who's going to clean up your sausage? <laughs> um, just tell him that Allison Brie is... The sister-in-law to Harry Osborne. She, in real life, married Dave Franco. So I think I got all that right. So she'd be the sister-in-law to... That'd be the closest connection to saying who Alison Brie would be. So. That might work. <laughs> <laughs> or you could use a Batman reference, because I'm pretty sure Dave Franco did a voice in Lego Batman. Uh -huh. I don't know. I don't have a fact checker. <laughs> pretty sure, though. Yeah, we all can't just have kids so that we check <laughs> our facts. Yeah, we really need to. Sydney! You hear that, people? <laughs> Start sending us your money. Or your children. Or your children. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> you can edit that in three more times. <laughs> Copy, paste, paste. I paste. totally thought that's where you were going with that. I thought it was too. I was, I was on that track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send us, send us your children. Because he didn't say anything about money. He said, we can't all have children to check our facts. And then you started into it. Like, well, here he goes. <laughs> Earlier I had mentioned being able to pay. <laughs> Previously on. <laughs> Sorry, that was a while ago. That was probably before a commercial break or something. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I got to get the DC catalog yet. Because I took Eric's Marvel one that he took back there, so all I need is a... Uh... Oh, they're celebrating one year of Superman being born. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Superman year one. I assume Bendis is writing that. Is that taking place in the Superman title? Bendis oh, universe. Frank Miller. It's under the black label. Oh. So he wears black all the time. I, not sure how I feel about that. I mean, uh, he's in the Lego movie, not Lego Batman. Uh, Sorry. Uh, does Frank Miller do anything good anymore? 
takes a great picture with me last year. Yeah. It's like Dark Knight. He, he was the Riddler in Young Justice. Frank that. Miller was the Riddler in Young Justice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Dave Franco. That's quite the riddle itself. <laughs> I'm fact-checking myself because I don't have a fact-checker. So it's taking me time. No, we're just making up our own facts. Frank Miller was the Riddler <laughs> in Young Justice. That's fact because we said so. Co-created with Brian Michael Bendis. It's Brian like, Michael Bendis created Frank Miller? Yep. You didn't know that it's, he's dead from past? <laughs> Day's, yeah. Dad's a future past? It, it's all in Superman you want. <laughs> Order now. I'm leaving now. Uh, I'll see you. Yeah, see you later. Maybe. Um, I'll be back after this commercial break. <laughs> Can we uh, lock the back? Sorry. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's <clears throat> Every time he locks the back, I gotta go make sure I Not that I don't, you know, think that he did a good job of locking the door, it's just... Well, I'll bubble check myself on certain things too. I would do the same. Like, I can't tell you how many times I went out the front, went, got to my car, went, did I lock the front door? Pretty sure I locked the front door. But then I question it enough, I have just enough doubt that I'll come back around and check, make sure that I locked. So far, every single time, it's been locked. There'll be the one time that I'm like, no, I'm not going to worry about it. It'll be unlocked. Well, you got John Romita Jr. doing some art with Frank Miller there. It's a good combo. It's be like the under-the-cowl version of uh, when we go through the DC previews. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured it's... Uh... And got any new comics read, so this I can probably easily get without my attention needing to be full. I like to wait until we uh, do the comic club podcast and we're going through them then. I should I should really go through them beforehand, but usually I don't get a chance to, and then uh, we're going through, or I'll go through, but too early, and then I forget what's in there by the time we uh, we do that particular episode. I'll be uh, frantically racing through the previews to try and pick some things to talk about. I did put that USB up there if you saw that. Yes, I saw it. So I finally got a chance to watch Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah? Yeah, I sat down with the family uh, Sunday night. Did that. And? I think, uh, I think everybody liked it. I don't think there were any complaints. Uh, Tammy in particular was absolutely uh, blown away, blown away by the animation. She really liked that, which is funny because I think just like the day before, somebody was in here and mentioned it, and they were like talking about how they didn't like yeah. the animation. Yeah, so I think somebody was in Saturday and mentioned it, and they were just kind of. Talking about hor how horrible the animation was, that style. Uh, 
but yeah, she uh, she thought it was awesome, which is great because she was probably like the least likely person in the family to you know fully enjoy something like that. Although she, I mean, she likes all the uh, the superhero films that we we watch, you know, the MCU stuff and everything else. Yeah, and that one's definitely very comic heavy in the sense of like just throwing every comic thing at the wall, you know, and just really you're dealing with the multiverse and earths and things like that. You're just yeah, but, well, they do it really well. I think if if you tried to do that style in a live action movie, it wouldn't work, especially for its first movie out, you know, first in the line of. Well, they they kind of tried a little bit of that in um, that that one Hulk movie that they made that one time. That one? <laughs> the, uh, the one that... Uh, the one that's just Hulk? Yeah, yeah, it was just Hulk, right? I think I've seen parts of it. Oh. I don't think I've ever actually seen the full movie, so... Yeah. But the... Yeah, I know what you're... But, but they did some of that. They tried to make it kind of this comic book style to it. It didn't really work very well. But a lot of things didn't work very well in that movie, so... But yeah, I just don't... Uh, I don't feel like it really translates as well to live action. Well, I, I could see, you know, on the right project, you know, if the right people were behind it, doing it right, then, uh, you know, then it possibly could. But I'm, I I guess it's just tough to envision it because I haven't, I haven't seen it before. Yeah, right when that movie opens up with the Comics Code logo, I just knew it was going to have a right vibe to it, you know, that, that they even just put that up there right. for fun, you know? I would... <clears throat> I was surprised that, uh, well, I guess I wasn't surprised that most of my family didn't say anything. I was surprised that, like, David didn't make a comment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw it, and I thought about saying something, and I just kind of looked around at, you know, everybody else. Nobody reacted. Yeah, to see if it would either be, like, uh, a reaction because they recognize what that is, or if it would be a reaction like, wait, what is this? Yeah, I... I like readjusted myself in the seat and had to like you know, just extra pumped up once I I just knew that starting the movie with that really just kinda showed deep cuts of like the people that wrote this movie just being like, Yeah, we're gonna you know, how many comic book movies have there been up until this point? So they were the ones to throw comics code logo. Well it's got a PG rating, you know. Yeah, it if it would have been bumped up to a PG thirteen, they probably would have lost the comics code. Yeah, yeah. Approval. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they actually had to get uh, approval? Get, like, get approved. Like, is is get there the logo a comic approved. code authority? Like, is there? Like, I don't the think comic book Illuminati now that. Uh, I th- I think it was sometime in the. I don't know if it's the early two thousands where it just like, it just. Yeah, went we're, away we're like. Like, cause I think, like, cause once Stan had tested it, by or uh, I don't know if that's the right word, when he basically decided, I'm not, I'm gonna release this anti-drug Spider-Man issue. I think it was. I think that's what, like, in the '70s, so it was, 
I think it was the Nixon administration that like approached Stanley about writing an anti-drug comic book issue in one of his popular mags and he did it for Spider-Man and then he took it to the comic code. They said no because it's got, you know, the mention of drugs in there. He goes, but it's an anti-drug issue. But just because it actually says drug in there, even though the message was, and he had said like, it's like, I'm not telling kids to go out. Yeah. Like it's, hey kids. Yeah. It's literally the exact opposite, but because of the actual mention of drugs at all. And then that's when I think he had just said, screw it. We're not, we're going to release it, publish it anyways. And then I think that was like the first thing that really started to take it down a peg and, I think it still existed for a while, but then I think it just... Yeah, because I mean, even into the, well, into the 90s at least, it was still on, you know, virtually everything that you'd see on the racks. Um, but yeah, there'd be more and more things that were appearing regularly that wasn't. And at first, like Marvel and DC, they would do their, like, more, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say adult comics, because... That sounds like something like the max dirtier line. than it is, but like the yeah, max line or you know, things that wouldn't have that on it. So you'd have books that for the most part would have that on it, and then you'd have like some line that would uh would definitely not. And I think a lot of those lines just ended up blurring at some point and then they, they got rid of it. You know. And they got to the point where most of their books then we're, we're not carrying that um, because they started introducing more and more things that wouldn't get the approval. I have mixed feelings about mm -hmm. it myself. Um, I, I don't like the, uh, the level of censorship that they had. Uh, at the same time, I do feel that having limitations... Uh, kind of forces the writers and the artists to om almost step up their game creatively, you know, because in order to tell these stories, they would have to uh, do it in a way that they could get around those rules. So in, in some ways, I feel like there was some, some better storytelling when they had to do that because it forced that level of creativity out. <clears throat> but at the same time, not having it has allowed them to tell stories that they didn't really have a way to tell before. Uh, we'll often mention the the Walmart Giants and the other podcast. And as I go through the previews here, when I saw a big image of Swamp Thing, I was like, well, got my attention. What is this? And it's a Swamp Thing Roots of Terror Deluxe hardcover edition, which I see a collection of names, young and old, on here. And so I immediately look to see what's included. Swamp Thing Winter Special from last year. Then it says Swamp Thing Halloween Horror Giant number one, which was the first last Halloween they did that for Walmart. So it looks like they're taken because that was a Tom King thing. So I think it was Tom. Tim Seeley's on here too, so it might be taking some, because he's doing the Walmart stuff now, but 
I'm pretty sure this might be the first evidence of a Walmart exclusive book being collected now in a in a trade. So. <clears throat> it's not so exclusive now, is it, Walmart? <laughs> to roll back on that, right? Well, sure, I was just buying up the Why the Last Man, you know, getting my next volume of the hardcover, and here we have a Why the Last Man omnibus hardcover for 150 bucks. It uh, might be, yeah, the entire 60 issue. Yeah, you should probably just get that. Get that. Well, I was already two hardcovers in out of, I think there's five of those. Yeah, only two, that's, that's nothing. Well, now I got the third one, though. So I was only two in when I bought the third one. Hello! Hey! Just made it. Holy fuck. <laughs> Beep. Beep. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. That time I tried to take a <laughs> wizard in the alley and ate shit on the ice. <laughs> this episode is no longer... Oh, that just happened now? That just happened now. <laughs> There's a lot of drinking between what I saw you last. Time, so. Yeah, he was in earlier this afternoon, and uh, oh, uh, that was before, Rodney one. Whoops, before, just before, got here. Before, oh, oh, they they did. Okay, so I was gonna say, was that before UPS? Yeah, because I was gonna send a message like, "You guys they doing were, the midnight release?" Clearly, no. <laughs> they were nice and late. Fucking cocksuckers, dude! I swear to God. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, right, so we're all going out for beers after this, right? <laughs> I, I think we actually could have got the uh, comic yeah. authority, you know, code of approval on this podcast. Oh, until Rodney walked. Oh, are we filming right now? <laughs> Christ, filming audio. Yes, yes, that it's that new audio. You're still film. trying to clean yourself off of the. Yeah, that was so. a gnarly fucking wipeout. Uh, and new previews are in too. So oh, I already got solid. mine done. I'm stoked for this uh, history of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, I just uh, one, two, three, four, that. five, six, seven. Yep, Get seven <laughs> copies of Detective One Thousand. Wow, oh. new, new. That's seven thousand years. New <laughs> of the Batman. Seven thousand. Except when you take Jim's uh, logic, which he had said because you know it wasn't until Detective Twenty Seven. Because they're celebrating 80 years of Batman with Detective 1000. Hashtag yikes. Like, they're only, there's only 80 good years in that thousand years. <laughs> so they're only celebrating 80 of them. But the fact that whatever Detective 27 would have been, I'm assuming another like year or two, or depending on how often those came out. So. Well, they did switch it up and then made it Batman Family because it was going to get canceled. But like that, like they're taking like the Detective One anniversary and celebrating Batman, rather than the twenty. Well, Green Lantern did that too. So we got yeah. Hal Jordan stories, and like, eh, yeah, it's not <laughs> quite. And I was a little iffy about that hardcover. Now they did the one that you bought already, right? No, I like it. I mean, but still, it's like some of the things I would have obviously changed. Like what happens in Crime Alley, that story. So I guess they did a new version in this one. Okay. Or a spiritual sequel. Like cool, I just read it the other night. Oh, cool for the first time. Like this is nice, and, but while he's ringing you up there, I got my yeah. Let's see two, some two con photos. I got the printout. 
God, I got a moist ass, dude. I wiped out like a motherfucker back there in that alley, dude. Jesus. Phone's okay, thank God. That's the ass pocket I landed on. Oh. David actually hadn't seen the photos either, so actually whenever you're done with the transaction, then I can... The transaction. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is, right? Yeah, we had a bottle share that I decided last minute, like, yeah, I'm going to fucking go to it. Why not? And Grafton, and that's where I hauled ass from. And there was a lot. It was fun. I'm like, oh, shit. And then shenanigans ensued. And... 30 on 30? That is a lot of the, all the variants. Prop a post for tomorrow. Yeah, I... I just like the Jim Lee one. As I looked at everything, I'm like, all right. And then Steve Rude, your lower left there, was a close one. But I was like, eh, Yeah, I think I like the action ones overall. Yeah. I like the variety of the other ones. There's your card. I do not need a receipt or evidence that I was here. Because I spend and way too much on no comics. But, but if you have a bag. You like a bag? That would be splendiferous. A bag which is large Good. enough to hold your hold my stash. stash, my stash, my super stash. There you go. I'll put them all in here, and when you leave, all the ladies can. Point and say, look at Rodney's massive sack. <laughs> look at my sack. <laughs> Check out that dude's sack. It's so big. One thousand years. It must be full of Batman. <laughs> One thousand. The bat sack. The bat sack. So I don't know. Have either of you seen Clueless? Uh, I'm very embarrassed. I should have, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> so gonna, normally somebody would say I'm embarrassed because I saw it. No, but. You're embarrassed because you didn't see it. It's like I'm a pulp cu- pulp culture guy. I should have, <laughs> but I didn't. So. But yeah, there was a moment in there with Alicia Silverstone and Brittany Murphy where they were oh, kind of Brittany. Where they're kind of yeah, I think it's like been ten years now. Yeah, I think it was nine. I think it's more than that. More than ten, was it? Say like oh two or oh three. That, uh, nah, she she had Uptown Girls. That movie was in there. Okay. Like she's had some new ones. So. Oh yeah, Sin City. So yeah, Sin City. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. forgot about that. So. And that was like I what? cut your peck off. <laughs> that yeah. was like what, two thousand four, five? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I own it, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Fact remember. checker. Yeah. Where's that fact checker? Goddamn um, fact checker. So, anyways, there's a moment at one of the one of the parties that they're at where Alicia Silverstone gets down, kind of like squats down, has her hand up, and then Brittany Murphy kind of dances around her arm, and they kind of they have this dance move. It's Sure. Like that? It's a lot hotter than that. But okay. It's, well, uh, yeah. You're, you're, you got the idea. So I had to reverse the roles, and I got this done. Um, Aww. And, uh, and she was okay. Oh, look at her. Well, she had said right after, she's like, yeah, she's like, I didn't remember it when we were doing it, but, like, I remembered what it was from after. Um, My favorite feature is, like, the her little cheat. <laughs> right? That, that's sexy as shit. So... She's not a bad woman. Aww. Not a bad girl anymore. Right? And I'm wearing a red and stimpy shirt because in the movie she gets very philosophical. That you told me about. About yeah. 
Ren and Stimpy, which I think is very delayed too. Um, I haven't taken it off since that was Saturday. Yeah, um, I haven't washed my hands since. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun moment. Which How I, was she? Was she was like super cool? She's like, oh yeah, hey, she's yeah. she was pretty nice. The Q and A panel, you could definitely tell like this was her first like ever like doing these kind of meet and greets and stuff yeah. like that. So you definitely saw that, and like Paul Rudd was on the Clueless panel and stuff, and he's a seasoned vet when it comes down, especially with being in the Marvel machine dealing with Q and A crowds yeah. and stuff like that. So. You could see how he was more relaxed, and she was, you know, not that you know she was still very funny and everything, but I think you could tell that you know a little she, nervous, yeah. And it was just like, you know, what are these things? And people are asking questions now, and not nice. knowing that you know whatever. So, have you guys seen the movie "I Love You, Man"? Jason Segel and Paul Rudd. I, I'm familiar with it, but no, I have not seen okay. it. There's I'm embarrassed to say I have not <laughs> seen that. One. All right, so there's a scene in there that. Uh, it's almost should be brought up, but uh, I don't know. Can you bring up YouTube on there real quick? It's a two-minute yeah. scene. Bring, bring it up. <laughs> Whether or not you cut that out for the actual yeah. podcast. Because, like, the photo's going to be much better. Like, if I have some context. Yeah. Because that one I can explain. Like, if you said Seth Horgan, Seth Horgan, <laughs> Seth Rogan Green Hornet, and he walked in here, I would tackle him and I would choke him within an inch of his life. And then I would go. <laughs> for that travesty that he made. Now, everybody knows, I think I discussed this, that, you know, Kevin Smith was supposed to do that movie. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he panicked. He's like, I don't want to fuck up this franchise. And he bowed out. But his screenplay was a 10-issue miniseries. Yeah, yeah. That which I, was fucking phenomenal, that. which I own, which everybody should read. I mean, that was great. I so, so what am I going to search for? Oh, yeah. For? I didn't even tell you. <laughs> yeah. Just type in Paul Rudd slap the bass. Slap that bass. Oh, watch out for that wall. Okay. Did you drop your sausage? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the episode to understand that. <laughs> My butt is very moist right now from the wipeout. I'm like, I think we still had ice in this. All these great audio clips. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Slap the bass or slap it? Like a slap in the bass? Like this? Or we treat it like this? Or, right. So, and, and it even oh, comes up slapping the bass like, like you know. Yeah. Like, Feel like, the bass. Oh, because like I just do it on YouTube right away because I'm not sure if that'll uh, take you there then. Yeah, but when you Google it, you come up with all kinds of crazy stuff. So, you know. Yeah, don't Google there's slap two, in the bass. There's two clips, and the one that's two and a half, that one. That's the one to play. This, this is the one. Two minutes, 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. This is the one to play. That so, is the that is the the money shot right there. So as you, as you cue it up and everything, so Paul Rudd, the whole movie's based around him having no guy friends, and he needs people to stand up in his wedding. And so he kind of goes on mandates in a way. Well, Jason, yeah. Meets a bunch of dudes. He meets Jason Segel, who's the other star of the movie. But uh, he's talking about. Yeah, oh, 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 oh dude, that that I like. This What's that right there? Oh, his background, the Superman background. Where, where'd you get that background? I yeah, I don't even know. It's been on there for. Because I got the I got the Gary. I, I have had that. I got the Gary Frank background. Oh, there you go. But I like that one better. Yeah, to be. So yeah, Paul Rudd. Officially, honestly, don't know. Paul Rudd is talking about hanging out with Jason's character Sydney. And I remember I saw one. I saw a clip of them like in the garage. I don't know if Rush was involved, which I think is the worst band ever in humanity. Well, there you go, Rush heads. Yeah, I do not like that. There's a Rush moment. Okay, and I think that's okay. How about skip ad? Oh, we can now skip skip the ad. Skip it. 
So here we go. Skip that. What's up, cute nails? Who's that? Oh, that's Rashida. That's uh, Rashida Quincy Jones. Jones. She's cute. You know, shoot the shit. Sometimes we jam a little bit. You play an instrument? Yeah. Can't believe I've never told you. I play bass. Really? Oh, yeah. I slap the bass big time. What, do you, what is that? You sound like a leprechaun. No, that's a reggae guy. I just did reggae. It doesn't sound... Does it sound reggae? No. Slap the bass. <laughs> right near the beach, the boy! Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Slap at the bass. That sounded like Bora. Yeah. Slap at the bass. Big time. That's better. Sid and I have gotten pretty good at a couple of Rush songs. What do you mean, like fast paced rock? No, like Rush. Like the band Rush. Like Canadian bad the, vocals. The holy triumvirate. Wait, you don't know Rush? No. You, t- you don't know Rush? No. My heart's breaking right now. Exit the warrior today, Tom Sawyer. No. <laughs> that was very Jamaican. I think that she owned. So So we're doing a podcast recording us watching this on YouTube while he's pulling up Rush on his laptop. It's very meta. It's inception. We broke the fourth wall. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, I like that. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to get your world rocked? Ready! Yes. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Do it! You want to get some Neil Pert all up in you? No. I don't know. <laughs> well, prepare to be Russian fire. Okay, I'll give Rush that song right there. Sounds better with Bixby. I can see that. Good, right? Yeah. You do it that high when you do it? Well, <laughs> in real life, I do it low. But airbase works best up here. Right. <laughs> This is exactly what I look like when I jam off on When I jam with my bass. That's very high. You want to go like... Slap with the bass, man. Slap with the bass, man. Slap with the bass, man. I slap with the bass, man. Who's going to do that? Slap with the bass. Slap with the bass. Slap with the bass. Slap with the bass. Who's slap with the bass? So naturally, right, yeah. I had to slap the bass man. Okay. <laughs> As we uh, and who's that? Your friend? Yeah, uh, yeah, friend Ashley. So yeah, and he was like, "All right, he knew what it was." He's well, like, I just said because you have to pitch these ideas real quick. Yeah, uh, so I just jump in. I'm like, "Hey, you want to slap the bass?" And then we just jumped right into it. Did he know what it was? Like, oh yeah, oh, Jesus I mean, he, Christ. yeah. He didn't look. He just kind of went into the mode. He's holding it a little low. See, that's yeah. I, I and I had planned high the whole time. So I like we but, have but three, I, but you know. I guess you got three levels. Yeah, yeah. she's nice. high, but she's she, she's she might get after it. She's shorter, so she's getting after it. Now uh, there's three Paul Rudd movie references in one photo. <gasps> now one is "I Love You, Man." Yeah. The second is the shirt I'm wearing is "Sturdy Wings" from the movie Role Models. Yeah, Scott. Which when I met Jane Lynch years ago, she's in that movie. Yep. She called out that shirt as well. Now the third one is harder to find. It might be a small reference. Is it on the floor below the picture? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cut off. It's on her feet. We're all wearing Ant Man shoes. No, I'm using a Ant Man figure, which is kind of uh, tied uh, to my zipper. The, yeah. yeah. So uh, I had it's nice. a triple rut combo. But yeah, we you got the triple rut. <laughs> After he got an old Ben, he went for the triple rug. 
That's fucking the awesome. The other reference in here is that we actually took this picture in the quantum realm. Oh, <laughs> that's why everything's so hazy. But yeah, uh, amongst those that I met, uh, I think it was about 16 or 17 comic creators. And, um, um, I did pass Phil Hester one time on Argus Row. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, nice, when he was talking to somebody. He gave me the nod, and I gave him the nod, and I kept walking. Slapped the bass with him? I did not slap the okay. bass. I don't think Phil Hester was a slap the bass kind of guy. No, probably not. Um, Ed McGinnis of the current You Avengers. met that fucker. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> best Superman artist ever. Uh, so, yeah. Had a, well, I guess I can just go through. Worst Superman artist ever? Kurt Swan. Yeah. I would kneecap him if I met him today, <laughs> even though he's dead. Well, he's not. Oh, I was going to say he's not in this list. No. So, Ed McGinnis. Hey, Ed, let's draw a fat Superman. This is uh, Russell Donnerman, who's drawn Thor and War of the Realms. So he nice. co-created the Jane. Yeah, maybe there should Thor. be a fan. <gasps> Who dad? Feel like, hey, I could be Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Erica Henderson, uh, the artist for Squirrel Girl, and currently Assassination. Is she single? You... She's cute. Also um, looks a little bit like so. Squirrel. I should <laughs> roll with you to a convention, like work through him. God damn it. Yeah. Dan Parent, who draws for Archie, I had him sign an Archie versus Sharknado issue. Nice. Um, because why not? Uh, Scotty Young, met him a couple times there. Scotty's so. pretty dope. I like yeah, his work. He's pretty awesome. So I told him he's one of the creators I hate the most because every time I open up a previous catalog, he's got a new series that I have to buy. He did Human Torch isn't, isn't like, like 19 years ago. All of these people the, in their pictures, they look like they're guys that would be drawing the particular comics that they draw. Yeah, yeah. So it fits. Well, here's our buddy Daniel Warren Johnson uh, of Murder Falcon and Extremity, who came here in here at the shop mm -hmm. last summer. Yeah, so he's he, a regular. Yeah, he's a regular. It's a nice beard. So far, you know, he's once a year. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, he uh, he said he is excited to stop back in when he's yeah. Get your ass in. back in here. And then the artist for Bully Wars, Aaron Conley, and yep, double check that there. Nice. Uh, I didn't even know he was at the con until Scotty told me, so I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll go check him out, too, and get the book tab. Ryan Otley of Invincible and the current Spider-Man run. So that was a, a big get there. Uh, my buddy Sean from Twitter. I will say Grant Gustin, but <laughs> yeah. right, there we go. It's funny you say that, because <laughs> uh, Grant Gustin meets James Gunn. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. He's like, and, he's and, like and then running the hairstyle fast. is kind of like a... Put a little gel in there and stand under the hair dryer or the uh, hand dryer in the the, <laughs> the, the fecal encapsulated hair dryer. Uh, we got Matthew Rosenberg of current Uncanny X Men, Phoenix Resurrection, like Multiple Man, pretty much all of, like the X Men books of the last yeah. uh, year or two. Then we have lots of beards in this in this photo. <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, Mr. Jonathan Hickman. Jonathan Hickman, he's this is, back. This is about an hour before they made that big announcement at the panel. Uh, I hear I thought Hickman was just a name on a page in a comic book. <laughs> I pictured Jonathan Hickman like the Grant Gustin picture, like that. What is his stature? Yeah, right. I never saw a picture before, but I pictured him. Yeah, nice. so this is one of those where I, back. I told him about the uh, the ads that had been leading up. Where it was very, uh, it didn't say it was Hickman. They just had some mysterious quotes in some of the X Men comics. Hey, another then, big X Men crossover again. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, again. They they haven't even gotten out of the one that they're kind of sort of doing. No, Jonathan Hickman's back. He hasn't been here since 2015 for comics for yeah. Marvel, I should say. Awesome. Um, then we had uh, Arthur Adams. Oh, love Arthur Adams. Then we have 
Cheney Howard, who wrote that. We talked about the Captain America annual, I think, last year, where it took back to the she's 40s, so and cute. she's writing the new Thanos series. She's so cute. But yeah, she is a lot of fun. She had this thing on uh, her Personal? table. I don't know. She sends a theme. Scotty Young's married. I, you didn't ask about him, but he's married. So. Oh. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, with all the good ones are taken. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's like a parking spaces. The good ones are taken. The little ones are left are handicapped. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> so she's writing Thanos coming up here, and so on, sexy on her table. Um, it said you can either make an offering to Thanos. She had the Thanos figurine that comes from that Infinity War game that I've gotten back, the Thanos Rising game. Yeah. Where you can make an offering to him, or somebody had Thanos socks that they left on her table to make an offering, or you can choose to be dusted, which she thought was a very peaceful experience. I want to be dusted. So I, I, was, I chose to be dusted because I didn't have anything like else. Even, even if you have a boyfriend or a husband, I will take you out for cocktails. Can I do that option? <laughs> Stephanie Hans, who uh, did a cute. bunch of uh, Buffy covers, so we had a pretty good talk there. And I think I want to say she's uh, French. If I place the accent, I was going to say, "Oh, wee oui, wee." Oui. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my lord, that's there's Trump number one right that right there. Holy cow, what's yep, your name? Donald Trump. Um, no, oh, uh, this is <laughs> Ashley sure Witter. He... How come she doesn't wear a harness? Uh, Ashley Witter. Um, who has drawn covers for X-23 and Afra, Dr. Afra at the moment. Jesus, H, tap so, dancing Christ. What's told, your phone number? I told her uh, her booth number. It was, uh, she was in, I think. Was it 69? I'd say it was 69. I want to say it was S11. Ooh, even better. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lucky number, 11, in lots of cultures. It was one of those where I'm like, it was hard to pick two Jeez, issues. Holy Two issues that I wanted her to sign, and then she just goes, well, bring Next convention, we're trolling, dude. We're yeah. going. <laughs> Well, I'll be polite. Be, I, won't I was going to say that should be interesting. Um, Peter Tomasi's right. Oh, high five. Love Tomasi. So, yep. Uh, time out. While you're talking about Peter Tomasi, <laughs> I was first introduced to Mr. Peter Tomasi. Whoa. Very, very awesome, right? Yeah. And what are you holding, Rodney? I'm holding a Aquaman San Diego uh, graphic novel. Probably the best Aquaman story, in my opinion, ever written. No shit. Um, they they brought him back to his gold outfit and uh, with the bluey glowy hand and uh, yeah good shit okay Let's put that back and uh, the only one I didn't get a picture with didn't do the meet and greet you got the story earlier this morning when he got a donut at work at my work at his work mm -hmm. um, on my way to work at his work for, yeah. Yeah. yes um, so uh, yeah I think I was telling you some of it with uh, George Perez. So a buddy of mine mm. went in line for the next day. So I did get the signatures on the books for Wonder Woman 600 and Finny Gauntlet number one and the Superman Silver Surfer one-shot crossover. So. I did. I didn't did did he personalize them? What's your friend's name? No, he, he did put my name. So I <laughs> would, yeah, to was, Jerry. Was your friend's name, Tony? No, Jerry. Uh, I wouldn't be able to turn that into Anthony. The last convention I went to, I told you about Flash Gordon and Mario Kidder. The lines were too long, but, you know, the chair. Walk by, there's Mark Wade. I'm like, Mark! Click. <laughs> and then Michael Turner, too. I'm like, hey. Oh, nice. Oh. That was awesome. Turner. He looked like I'm in pain, but I'm here and I need to be here. And he was okay with that. So, hashtag says. Well, I'm glad we ended on a... On a positive note. A real down note. Sure you know, so. <laughs>
And there it is. And we're closed. Oh. And it's past closed. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you got to return those comics. Oh, okay. Without price, without refunds. That's okay. We'll let you buy them again. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back Saturday and purchase, my friend. Okay. Alrighty. All right, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. It's been good. Always been good. Until the next time. Right, Until... so stay on your feet back there. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. I was like, why is there still ice in this town? Just like I was trying to do like a quick like Superman 2 alley change and then whoop down. <laughs> so watch out for Yeah. Catch you later, Jobin. <laughs> <laughs> From my love you, man. <laughs> so <laughs> the feeling whatever I would have said would have been funny. Completely didn't get it, but it was hilarious. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Better is one of those times where you say something and somebody mishear- mishears you and like thinks it's hilarious, whatever they heard. Yeah, some of my best jokes were things that people misunderstood. and collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at the Crimson Cowl.